shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. How do you balance the many demands which you have on you? We're going to talk a little bit about that today, and I'm here with really a master of balance to me. I mean, if she wasn't doing all the things she was doing, she could be a tightrope walker or something like that. And I'm with Dr. Julie Clay. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Phil? I'm great. I may uh, refer to her to her as Jay Clay, as her student students often referred uh, to her when she was a college professor. So let me introduce... Uh, Julie. I'm going to call you Julie. I like it. All Let's right. do that. Uh, Julie has many uh, ways to which she can be referred because she wears many hats and many different very impressive roles. Uh, first off, of most importance for me, Julie is a dear friend with whom I'm very impressed. Julie is the Chief Development Officer at WIT, which is Women in Technology. We talk a little bit about that in a minute. She had a long career very successful career at in higher education uh, at Brunel University. She was the assistant VP of executive programs where she created uh, the country's first women's EMBA program. Very impressive. It's very exciting. Um, she was the department chair of communications and of business. And she is right now in her fourth year as a city councilwoman for the Queen Jewel City of the North Georgia Mountains, Gainesville, Georgia. Yes. I'm surprised she can put on the headphones at the radio show with all those hats. But anyway, let's <laughs> talk a little bit about that. So, Julie, you do do many things. Uh, how do you balance all that? You have a lot going on. I do. I think that the best advice anyone ever gave is you can't be all things at all times, but you can be all things at different times, right? So mm. um, I try to be 100% committed and present to the one thing that I'm focused on right then. Um, so if I'm at home, I am 100% a mom and my focus is on my kids and, um, you know, their activities or homework or cooking dinner, whatever that might be. If I'm at the WIT office, I try to be 100% present for the mission and the purpose of women in technology. If I'm meeting with a, a citizen about an issue in the city, I try to be 100% present then. So I think for me, the balance is not trying to wear all the hats at the same time, but be mm. fully, fully um, engaged in the hat that I'm wearing in that moment. Amen. And you know what I love? I think that all of us listening, some of us may be drowning in hats right now, and you, you, you maybe feel so behind in each one that you're doing that it drags into the others, which you know causes you to feel incongruent and you're not really at peace anywhere you're at. And although I'm sure nobody's perfect, I'm sure you don't do it perfectly all the time, I definitely see you living that. And for example, you had several calls right before we're together here, you have some after, but you're fully present with me and I appreciate that. So you're living it and you're doing well. So As I check my text while we talk, you I'm know, kidding. A lady's <laughs> got to do what a lady's got to do. So um, one thing I love about uh, you and that approach and your handling of the hats is that everything you do is serving others 
and adding value. So when you decided to embark upon serving others, you, know, you already had this you know, very large career running a program, creating an executive MBA program for now, mom, three great kids, uh, community volunteer. When you decided to become city councilman, what, what drove that for you to add that? You know, I think it's, it is how all of those things do come together at some point. So I, I believe we live in the greatest community in the world. Um, I absolutely love and fully embraced Gainesville when I moved here. And I want to make sure that Gainesville remains as vibrant and exciting mm-hmm. a community. Um, I don't think that anybody should sit back and, and complain about a, a community or an organization or anything if you have an opportunity to invest yourself and, and to make sure it's what you want it to be. So I wanted to make sure that Gainesville was a community that was thriving when my children were my age, mm. um, that it was a community that my students could find work in, that industries that came here could not just make it, but really be um, mm. successful and thrive and and continue to, to grow this community and this economy. So um, for me, there was um, some selfish intent um, to make sure that it remained just an amazing community and that my kids um, would want to come back and live live here by me forever. No, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do hope they spread their wings. But I wanted to make sure that they had the option to do that. And then, you know, in higher education, I'm with students that are at that crossroad of their life where they're having to make a decision about where they live and where they plant roots and where they spend the next, you know, decade or, or multiple decades of their life. And so uh, part of part of that relationship with those students was introducing them to this community and what all it had to offer. So, um so yeah, there was some some selfish motivation to to be a part of those decisions. And and I truly believe that I came into the city council role at such an exciting time in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I consider it a huge honor and and think I am one of the luckiest people in the world to have the opportunity to to impact this community at this very time. Um, you know, we hear it all the time at chamber meetings and other things that Georgia is the number one um, state in the union to do business, and Hall County is the number one county in the state. So um, it's just a really, really exciting time to be in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. And then to have, to be able to influence so many different um, parts of that equation is really exciting. I mean, in higher education, you know, we're helping to decide or helping to equip um, students with the tools that they need not just for for the industry and the jobs that are here right now, but to work with industry leaders to determine what skills are going to be needed in five years and 10 years down the road and to help create curriculum and uh, programs to equip and and prepare our students that become the next generation of the workforce. So, you know, having um, having a role in so many of those different in so many of those different things. And it's such an exciting time um, for our community really it, it's more um it's more of a, a blessing to me to be on city council and to be a part of those things than any work that i would put into doing it mm. thank you if you're just joining us on north georgia business radio x i'm your host phil benelli here uh joined by the illustrious dr julie clay a, a few things i took from that julie it's so interesting when we have um you know entrepreneurs on the show and business owners 
such a common theme is that they got into doing what they're doing because they saw a need. And really, it's a need to serve. It's a need. They saw a need to serve customers. So they took on a new venture. And your civic service is the same. You saw a need to help build the community, and you use the word thrive several times. And I love that, too. And that's a great leadership lesson for all of us. You know, Julie didn't say, I'm, I, I wanted to get into municipal leadership so that, you know, I could just keep things good in the way they are. She, she wants people to thrive. I heard you say you want your kids to thrive. You want businesses to thrive. You want students to thrive. And um, what, a, what a worthy ideal. And if you're aiming to create an environment where people can thrive, if you fall short, they're still doing pretty darn good, but let's aim for Thrive. One other lesson that I took from that, uh, Julie, is that you mentioned it's an exciting time. And it's exciting because there's a lot of great things going on. And great things are able to go on for a variety of factors. One of those is resources. Right now, there's a lot of resources. There's a lot of investment dollars going in. Tax Digest is solid. So the city's able to do things and help private investment do things. And what a lesson that you got to have wise stewardship with a long-term outlook in the good times so that when things are inevitably not quite as good, you've made wise decisions. Now, I want to hear more about what goes on in the city of Gainesville. And when we get back from the break, which I hate to take, but we will, then we're going to talk about... Um, what's going on and how municipal leadership can impact businesses. So if you want to learn about how government and your business can and should interact, come back after the break. How does where your business operates in impacted. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your host today, Phil Benelli, here with, we'll introduce her as Councilwoman Julie Clay, because that's what, you know, that's the hat she's going to be wearing for this part of the segment. Uh, and if you're just joining us, uh, Julie is a dear friend, uh, the Chief Development Officer for WIT, Women in Technology, out of Battery Park in Atlanta, and uh, longtime professor prior to that at Bernal, and in her fourth year is a city councilwoman at the city of Gainesville. So, Julie, our audience is a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs and people running businesses. Um, for folks operating in any municipality, what are some things you think as you're, from your seat on the city council they need to think about or, about or be aware of in the interaction with municipal government and business? I think one thing that specifically in Gainesville and Hall County, we've been very fortunate that not not just the currently seated council, but for many councils before us have made very wise decisions to set up an environment that is um, conducive to businesses mm-hmm. um, being successful in our community. Um, one thing that is proven time and time again in cities across the country is that, you know, private investment follows public investment. And so it really is up to a strong leadership to invest in our infrastructure, invest in our resources, um, in our community to create an environment that businesses 
want to do business and that they can do business. And I think Gainesville has been very forward thinking for a long time, long before I joined the council, um, to make sure that we're creating an environment where that that holds true. Um, You can definitely see the evidence of things like the tax allocation district that was for the downtown midtown area and we see how downtown and midtown are just thriving right now and um, you know we're now creating other tax allocation districts and really focusing on other areas of the city so that we can see that same growth and development um, occur around our city Um, I think also just being an active advocate for the business community Mm. um, and and Trying to form those relationships, you know, I think that our city staff here in Gainesville is second to none. Um, and I think that our city council truly wants to do what our community wants, but we don't always know that. And so forming those relationships with with your elected officials, forming those mm-hmm. relationships with the city staff so that when you have ideas, they come to light. Um, when you have concerns, they can be addressed. And, you know, I don't think it's the the squeaky wheel gets the oil approach. I think it's the long relationship um, is appreciated approach. And so, you know, making sure that in both the times of concern and in the times of celebration that that's communicated with with staff and and with the elected officials um you know there's a lot of times where community input is requested mm-hmm. it is really needed and desired that not very many people show up right and so um i think again our city staff does an excellent job of of asking for that input and giving a lot of opportunities for input mm-hmm. um and so i would say whether you're a business owner or you know, just a citizen in our community, take advantage of those opportunities because that really does guide the narrative that um, the staff and and city council considers when decisions are made. So I I would definitely say try and be active and be and be involved. I love that. Golly, so many good things. All right. If you're just joining us, buckle up, go back and listen. If you just dial into some great things that Julie said, and we'll unpack them. Uh, North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here, blown away as always, with, with uh, Julie Clay, right now wearing her out of Councilwoman Julia Clay. So several things which I heard. Um, first off, I, I want to point out the importance of a long-term outlook, okay? When I look at, you mentioned public investment follows, or private investment follows public investment. And some of the investments that the city of Gainesville has made, which have allowed for the, you know, current just proliferation of all sorts of new businesses were very long term and um, maybe got flack in the newspaper when certain purchases or certain things originally occurred, but that paved the way. And so uh, that's one thing I, I love about municipal government. It's less like some of our national things, and it, I just feel like it's less driven by let's get elected again immediately, though I could be wrong, but certain things like where the bridge to nowhere was and, and, and that stuff man that's paying off and there's all these great new people and housing that we need that are able to um patronize these great new restaurants and coffee shops that's a long-term investment so we got to think long term um and on being an active advocate for business which i see is two ways first off you as a as a government official or elected official you're an advocate for businesses but you mentioned relationships if you're a business owner and you don't know your elected officials, uh, 
shame on you. Bl don't blame anyone else if there are policies which you don't like. Go get to know them. I know being a part of several different processes where public input was requested, yes, there's a glaring lack of input. And your voice can be heard, and you can have a much bigger impact as a citizen and business owner or part of the community than you might think. Go get to know, take your, take your elected official to lunch or whatever, get to know them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and again, I mean, our contact information is is posted. And I would say I can't speak for for other municipalities and I can't speak for councils before us, but I can speak for the the council that is seated now that we enjoy those conversations. Mm. We seek those conversations out and um, and, and we're responsive. And, um, and we want that input because we shouldn't be making decisions or having conversations in a vacuum. We're certainly not the smartest people out here. We don't, um, you know, we don't have every job. We can't answer every question. Um, so we need that input. And we need, you know, we need to know what's going on in the community mm -hmm. beyond the people that are in our immediate sphere of influence and our immediate, you know, contact. So, so it's really important. It's really important to have that input. I think from my experience, you know, elected officials generally want to do a good job, but also they, they want to be justified in what they're doing. And so if they do something, if they make a decision that people don't like, but all they heard was people voicing a desire for that decision, then that's what they're going to go with. They, they want to follow the voice of the people generally, so let the voice of the people be heard. Um, so, all right, so on to that. I said go take your elected official lunch. You said you, you all like to hear from people. What would be the best way in your in your experience for people to reach out to their elected official? Just drop them an email and say, hey, can we set a meeting? You know, Phil, there's so many ways. I mean, we have city council meetings every other Tuesday. Mm. We have work sessions every other Thursday. Those are both open to the public, and there's a time in both of those for uh, community input. We also um, have city email addresses that anybody can email and we get back with those. But I think if you want a greater impact, there's a lot of um, committees mm. in the city. There's mm -hmm. a lot of um, of bodies that join together around certain interests or certain areas that give direct impact to decision making. So the Main Street Committee for the downtown mm -hmm. um, businesses, if you're interested in green space, and that's something that's really important to you, we have green space committees and parks and recreation and friends of the park. So there's a lot of ways to really tap into those areas, either that are critical to the mission of your business or that speak to a, a passion or, or your personal mission that you can get deeply involved in and then have a direct impact on decisions and policy related to that specific, mm. um, specific thing. I love that. And yeah, so if you're passionate about something, interested in something, get involved in the committee. If there's something that you feel is of a great level of importance and there's not a committee, reach out to your elected officials about starting a committee. If there's a glaring issue that is not being addressed, they're going to want to know. If they don't want to know, you can go to the ballot box and vote in somebody who does want to know. Right, but but go and make that go and make that known. So, we're about to take a quick break here on North Georgia Business Radio X. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how do higher education and business best align?
does higher education and education in general impact with your business? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Dr. Julie Clay. We're going to put on the doctor hat, all right? We're going to rock your PhD here. You were, you were Councilwoman Clay for our last segment. You were my pal Julie for the first segment. Now we're going to focus on Dr. Clay, or as your students affectionately called you, Jay Clay. So um, Dr. Clay was a uh, department head at Bernal for many years. She started the first executive women's uh, MBA program in the country grew it up to be quite a successful program. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on as as helping run a business school and create a business program. Uh, how do you see the interaction between higher education and business? Phil, I think it goes back to what we were talking about a little while ago, and that's being um, an advocate and forming relationships. I just mm. think that that cannot be said enough. Um, one thing that I think is really amazing, again, about Gainesville and Hall County is the integration of the business community, um, higher education, and our K-12 system. Mm. And I, I think one thing that is really amazing about our community is that, you know, people have a lot of choices about where to go to school and about what to study at every level. And one thing that regardless of your choice that rings true is the the integration and the focus on creating um, people that can serve as a workforce of the, of the jobs and the needs of, of tomorrow. Um, the higher education community in this area, the University of North Georgia, Lanier Technical College, Bernal University, all work so closely together and with the business community to make sure that um, programs are being offered and programs are being created that are going to create that workforce. Um, the K-12 system does a beautiful job of working with higher education to make sure that students are prepared with the skills that they need to be successful um, at that next level. Mm-hmm. And and both of those groups work very closely with both the Chamber of Commerce um, and our business and industry leaders to understand what those needs are and to provide opportunities for students to explore and dabble in a lot of areas to make sure that not only are they going to be equipped, but they're going to find something that they love and that they enjoy. Um, And so we see that, you know, kind of manifest itself in different ways throughout that educational pipeline. Um, The high schools have an incredible um, uh, work study program Mm -hmm. that gives students opportunities to intern or work in various um, industries and kind of get a feel for what it might be like to have those jobs so that when they go in to the next phase of their educational journey, they they have an idea of what to study and they're not wasting time necessarily Mm -hmm. um, exploring at that level. So for example, um, my son is in work-based learning at Gainesville High School. um, And right now he wants to be a project engineer in the construction world and he's doing work-based learning with carol daniel construction company um, and getting real hands-on experience in that industry and that's going to help him understand you know is that something he wants to major in in college does he have the the right skill set to to be successful there um 
And, and and you see that with a lot of our high school students that are in healthcare sciences or, you know, other um, other industries already getting prepared with mm-hmm. the skills and the knowledge to be successful at the next level of education and then to be ready for the workforce, um, again, to just help our community grow and thrive. So it's that synergy and it, it doesn't start when they enter the workforce. It doesn't start in college. Our community is making sure that our students are introduced to these choices very early on and given exposure to, to the, you know, the plethora of choices that they'll have um, when they work in our community. Beautifully said. If you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Dr. Julie Clay. And we're talking about the interaction between uh, education and business community. And I, I love something you said, how really the, the, the secret sauce for success has been the integration from K-12 education with, with the business community helping provide insight to what is needed as far as skills and the business community through work-based learning, providing students with the opportunity to explore career options. It's a win-win. And then the coordination and integration between K-12 and the business community with higher education in the middle, whether that be Lanier Technical College, whether that be Bernal, UNG, whatever, but keeping that pipeline going. And we talk a lot about in the in the work-based learning space and workforce development space, uh, providing, helping to create a workforce which is ready with the skills to go to work. And, and that is so important. Um, but we often don't highlight something that you highlighted, which is that we're not creating automatons. We're not just saying, hey, we just want to create workers that can go work at the businesses. We're providing uh, students the opportunity to explore and get skills so they could do something they're fulfilled with, right? They're not going to waste time and money just diddling around in college or whatever for nothing, but they can get a fulfilling, rewarding career that they like to go to, that they're thriving in, and that provides you know unlimited possibilities for them and their families, which then creates economic opportunity, creates funding for the overall community and parks and theater and all these things. And it's just a beautiful cycle. Well, you know, education really is that one thing that can make generational change, Mm. right? So when we're educating someone and giving them opportunities to be successful, it's not helping them be successful for themselves. It's helping them um, be successful for their children, for their community, for their neighbors, and and being an example of of what success can look like, so that people see themselves in that same position. Um, I I think that too having that work based learning and that education starting so early helps to broaden people's viewpoint, mm-hmm. um, so that they don't just think that they can be whatever their parents are um, or the jobs that they have a personal relationship with it gives them exposure to a lot of different things and then really the nuanced opportunities within those areas so you know right now if you ask somebody they might say i I only want to be a nurse or a doctor because they think those are the only opportunities in healthcare. right but they could be an engineer they can be a technician they can be all of these different things a therapist Um, they can bring art into into medicine so there's so many nuanced opportunities that 
a lot of people aren't exposed to in their day-to-day lives. And I think that our school systems, and and that's both Gainesville City Schools, Hall County Schools, our private school system, really is doing a, a magnificent job of of just exposing kids to those opportunities. Um, and then, you know, and that carries into their opportunities at um, secondary and post-secondary education. Mm. One word that keeps jumping out is communication. I would have almost thought you used to head a whole college department on communications. I tell you what. But communication, because look, you, you point out something. I tell students all the time. You ask the student what they want to do. They know point one percent of the careers out there so they say something they know i mean 90 percent of the time you get doctor lawyer police officer teacher that's all they know and maybe that's what they're made to do but there's so many things out there so we have to communicate with them actively give them opportunities to go work go explore maybe you do one way work-based learning gig and realize this is not for me that's great you learn some things to go and and um, put forward in another direction. So we got to give students the opportunity to do. So we, we communicate with students, letting them figure out and work. But then in education, you know, the folks running programs, they want to provide relevant uh, programming, but they don't know what's relevant unless the business community tells them. So we got to all communicate. And I love that. And I love that you are there have been in the seat of education, now in the seat of municipal leadership and technology leadership. It's wonderful stuff. So we'll be back on North Georgia Business Radio X with Dr. Julie Clay. With so many great opportunities to interact how do you get involved with your business? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Julie Clay. We're going to go back to how we introduced you at the beginning. You go back to my good friend, Julie. Uh, we've been chatting about so many things. If you are just joining us, please do go back uh, and listen again on the North Georgia Business Radio X website because there's been some great nuggets, as there always are, with Jay Clay. But what we were just chatting about is the wonderful integration, the wonderful possibilities that are there when the educational community, K-12, with work-based learning and work prep, are integrated with the needs of the business community, and the business community is offering opportunities to those students. And when those two parties or groups are, are connected with the higher education community, and just what a wonderful uh, gumbo can be mixed up. For, for people to have a, a very effective um, and focused workforce and for individuals to have fulfilling careers that uh, fuel their passion and that provide for a great living for their community. So, Julie, if I'm a business owner and I say, wow, this sounds great, I want to do something, I want to get involved, what should I do? I think there's a couple of things that business owners can do. I think first, again, be an advocate for your business and for your industry and what the needs of that business and industry are. Um, And that means advocating to 
your educators to make sure that there's a pipeline of, of talent um, to support your business. It means being an advocate for your business or industry with your um, civic leaders and your um, government leaders to make sure that you're operating in an environment that's conducive to your business and your industry being successful. So I think you definitely need to be um, an advocate and be the mouthpiece for your for your business and for your industry. On the other side, I would say, you know, open your doors um, and open your time up to students um, and to those exploring careers. Um, That might be a high school student. It might be a college student. It might be somebody looking to pivot later in life to a new career. Um, And so I would say, you know, be open and receptive, whether that's offering places for internship placements, um, job shadowing, whether it's having coffee with somebody that's interested in what you do um, and serving as as a mentor. Be open to serving in that way. One, it's a great way to form those relationships, which I think are so very important. Um, But it also helps you to build that talent pool Mm -hmm. and that pipeline um, for yourself while also giving back to those possibly looking for jobs or or looking for career opportunities. Mm, I love that. Two things, and this has just been resounding throughout our conversation. Be an advocate. Be an advocate for your industry, for your needs. There are groups out there whose desires align with yours, but they don't know what you need. Be an advocate. Help them to help you. And in doing so, you're helping students. So let the business community know what you need. Um, Or let the educational community know what you need. And then open your doors in your time. As a business owner, I know that you are so very busy. You, as Julie, wear many hats. And remember what Julie said at the beginning, just only wear one hat at a time, right? Be present where you're at, which I love that. But take the time, invest in some work-based learning students. If you open your doors to have a work-based learning student, is it possible they're going to be a dud and feel like a waste of time? Sure is. That's possible. That could happen. Sometimes it does happen. Is it possible... They're going to be one of the best employees that you have, and they're going to inspire all the rest of your employees. That is equally, if not more, possible. But you can't get the good unless you risk getting some bad, too. And the good in work-based learning always will uh, uh, trump the bad. I promise you that. It's the North Georgia Business Radio X guarantee. This is North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your host, Phil Benelli. Overjoyed to be here today with Julie Clay. Uh as we head into our final handful of minutes, it's been fun. It's been a great roller coaster. I want to thank you on behalf of um, the North Georgia Business Committee for all that you do, uh, both as somebody who has helped to develop minds entering the workforce and intellectual talent and just exponentially increasing our talent pool over your years in higher education. And I want to thank you for... Uh, for what you do as a city councilwoman. And then I want to hear a little bit as we're on the thought of giving back a little and opening your doors to people, hear a little bit about what you do at WIT, Women in Technology, and that's all about workforce development and training, right? Absolutely. So I've been very, very fortunate both at Bernal University and now at at Women in Technology to be able to invest in um, educating and empowering women um, with 
being the mother of, of two girls, that is something very important to me. And at Women in Technology, in addition to providing a place for women in the technology field to gather and, and share and network um, and fellowship, our real mission is to help to educate and empower women with um, STEAM skills, so mm. science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And um, two programs that I'm just so proud of are our Single Mothers Program, which um, helps single mothers to be educated in fields like cybersecurity um, and then helps with job placement when they graduate from, from that program. Um, so some of these women go from truly living out of their cars with their children um, to having very, very lucrative positions in technology organizations that, again, doesn't just change the trajectory of their lives, but changes the trajectory of their children's lives mm. and, and their children after them. So um, very proud of that. And then also with girls where, um, you know, a lot of young girls, Phil, you have you have a beautiful daughter as well. And, um, you know, a lot of young girls are very excited and interested in science and technology and math as young girls. And then they get to middle school or high school where it's not as cool mm. for a girl to be interested in those fields. And so they shy away from it. And so at WIT, we have a lot of programming to really encourage young girls to to lean into those fields if that's something where they find interest, because those are um, often the industries of the future. They're the mm. industries where, um, y- you know, you can find a very successful and, and again, um, lucrative job. And so we want to make sure that girls have the resources that they need to uh, be successful in those fields and to continue to find interest and passion in those fields, even when it might not be as cool to be interested or as cool to be smart. So we want to remind them that, you know, it's it is cool and um, and that there's a successful future in those fields if that's something that they're interested in. So those are both um, areas that I'm I'm really passionate about and that really led me to women in technology. But I'll say that those programs are not possible at all without the support of the business community. Mm -hmm. And so it's from sponsors and and from grants from wonderful, wonderful organizations um, that that make those those programs possible. So looking back at how, you know, businesses can um, can support or can can be an advocate for tomorrow's workforce, um, looking for organizations that are helping to build build that talent pool mm. that are pouring back into communities, especially underserved communities is, is definitely a way that, that businesses can, can give back um, and, and in turn benefit from, from that talent pool later. So, you know, look for organizations that support your industry and support the, the education and uh, building of that talent pool in your industry and look at ways that you can give to those organizations, whether that's from your, um, time, talent, or treasure. It might be an educational institution. It might be a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. But look to see how you can partner to, to make sure that those opportunities are there for, for everyone. I love that. If you're a, a business owner listening, you know the value of hard work, and you have spent late nights and early mornings building your business. Uh, and I, I'm sure that you can appreciate that if someone is a single mother that doesn't currently have many opportunities due to her educational or experiential background, an organization that is saying, here, let us equip you with tools so that you can go and provide for yourself. So how fantastic if you have 
technology uh, specific employee needs, you can help to give one of those opportunities. You can help perhaps give some of your development and, and donation dollars to that. And boy, as uh, as someone who, who goes home every day to a beautiful mom, I can only imagine all the traits you would want an employee of being able to multitask and handle tight deadlines and stress. Boy, single moms... They have that. So Julie Clay at Wit Women in Technology, she can help align your time, treasure, and talents with serving that cause. So Julie, thank you. You're it's welcome. a pleasure as always. Um, we appreciate having you here on the show. Good luck with wearing all your many hats. Thank you. Great to be here. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time and remember to support our local businesses. <laughs>